I want to talk to you this morning to start about uh, a historical spiritual renewal that happened in the country of Wales, which is southwestern England. It's in Great Britain. 1904 to 1905. I want to talk, and I, we're going to talk about this this morning and probably several of our speakers that talk at least allude to it. And then in just a minute, we're going to watch a video of a man that describes uh, some of what happened, particularly in one man's life. 1904, 1905, the Welsh Revival. Uh, the churches of Wales had had revival before. It was in the, eight, the late 1850s that God had really done a work in their midst. Uh, but in about that 40 years that had passed, those fires had, had dimmed. And so by the 1900s, most of the churches in Wales were indifferent. They were stale in their worship. Worldliness and humanistic philosophy was creeping into the church. There was a dryness. There was a deadness to the churches of Wales. When revival came, if you just wrap your brain around this, within six months' time, there were a hundred thousand people who were saved in a very short amount of time. When God sent His Spirit and worked in their midst, in the midst of that dryness and that deadness, there was an amazing new life that was brought. There was such a change that the churches were filled with people, not only at su on Sundays, but at other times. There was such a change in culture that the taverns in Wales went out of business. They just closed down. There were no customers. The crime rate dropped to such an extent that the policemen had no work to do. And I remember this in a course in seminary. Dr. Roy Fish described it and he said, what the policemen decided to do is they would organize themselves into quartets and they went to local churches and sang at the revival services because they had nothing else to do. thought that's pretty good. The judges of the day were presented white gloves because they had no court cases to hear. One of the most amazing things was that, and, and Wales is known for its coal mines, is the, the work in the coal mines slowed down. Produ productivity in the, in the coal mines dropped drastically in those days. It wasn't because the men weren't showing up for work or they were lazy now. 
It was because the horses that pulled the carts were used to the profanity and the anger that came from the men that drove them, that when the men got saved and they did not use that tone of voice anymore, the horses didn't know what to do and were not responding to their master's voices because God had done a work. And the historians record that the coal mine slowed down in those days. It was such a happening that not only did the newspapers daily report what was going on in the revivals that were sweeping, but news of it spread around the world. And in 1904, the fall, and into 1905, in any major newspaper in the world, there were weekly reports of what God was doing in the Welsh revival. And the revival, that revival spread and in those years around the world to Korea, India, South Africa, and even America. It was a revival that was not so much characterized by its preaching as it was characterized by prayer, spontaneous testimony, music and most especially the movement of God's spirit the revival centered around a young man of no notoriety or position in church or society and his name was Evan Roberts Evan Roberts was a 26-year-old young man at 13 years of age. The gospel was shared with him and Evan Roberts was saved. And God gave him a burden to pray for a great movement in Wales among his people. At 13 years of age, Evan Roberts went to work in the coal mines. And for 13 years, Evan Roberts prayed and he worked in the coal mines. He felt God call him to ministry at 26 years of age, which was kind of late in life. He left his, felt led to leave his job and to go to study for ministry, in essence, at the seminary. And he didn't have any formal education. It was in the fall of 1904. <laughs> And after about a month in school, Evan Roberts, the fall of that year, attended a meeting in October of 1904 that changed his life. And God used that young man whose heart was set on fire to spread the fire uh, to the country of Wales. I want us to watch, this is about a six or seven minute two video clips of a man by the name of Kevin Adams who is a church historian who describes what happened to Evan Roberts and what happened to Wales. Now, I understand he is, he is from Ireland, Scotland. You're going to have to tune your ears. Your ears are going to have to adjust to him. 
But I want us to watch this as he describes what God did in those days in Evan Roberts' life. Well, the, the first meeting of the morning is an early meeting at 7 o'clock. Then they all go for breakfast. And they all go for breakfast in the, in the, house, uh, the house of the minister. During this time, Evan Roberts comes under conviction. I won't tell you the whole story. But he comes under conviction. And then there's the next meeting at 9 o'clock. And in this next meeting at 9 o'clock, Evan Roberts begins to feel very powerfully, okay, these words. Words which had ended the last meeting. Seth Joshua's own prayer. Seth Joshua's prayer ended. The last meeting which said this, and Lord, will you bend us? Will you bend us? And it was just a closing prayer. You know, just one of those closing. Again, God takes this as an arrow, right, as an arrow, and straight into Evan Roberts' heart. During this open prayer meeting, a number of people pray. Evan Roberts speaks of the experience. I haven't got time to, to go into all the detail. But he speaks of this experience. And in speaking of this experience, he says, I felt my heart going to burst and boil. I was boiling on the inside wanting to pray. And he is sitting there in the front seat. I have been there. I have sat in the seat as well. Okay? And that gave me a lovely historical thrill. You can go to Blaenanech and you can see the actual place. And he's in the seat. During this time, he gets up to pray and then he falls over the seat and hears his prayer. What could be heard? Oh Lord, bend me. Bend me, oh God. He was struggling. What was the struggle? God wants him to go one way, he's got to bend to God's will. This was a struggle going on. This guy's a Christian, committed Christian. But there, there are areas in this guy's life, and he wants to bend. Bend me, O Lord. And then he knows, he knows that he's given himself, and, a, and, and the power of God comes upon, upon this guy. The, the, the young girls from New Quay were sitting around him. They, they don't know what's happened. <laughs> they know, you know, oh, this is supposed to be quite, um, you know, Victorian Christianity, you know, sort of. And uh, well, well, the young girls are used to it, actually, but the other people aren't. Well, what's the result of this? Evan Roberts goes into that meeting, a young man and a student. He comes out of that meeting, a revivalist. Something has changed. His friends talked about the change that had taken place in him. From now on, he wants to reach Wales. There's a new joy in his heart. The Bible becomes the key, uh, um, if, if you like, the key uh, thing he reads. He, he can't put the Bible down. He is reading it every day. He wants to find out what God's got to say. He'd read it all his life. But now there was, a, there was an added dimension. During this time, his best friend was a man called Sidney Evans. And with Sidney, Sidney Evans talks in, in, 19, in the 1950s, we have a, a recording of Sidney Evans talking in Welsh about this period, this October period in Evan Roberts' life. And, and, and he shares what was going through his friend. He shared a room. Sidney Evans and Evan Roberts shared a room. And during this time, it was a time of preparation, a time of deep spiritual vision. Uh, I haven't got time to go into the great detail about it, but just to say it was a time where, where I, I feel God was speaking to him. He had a number of visions, a number of visions of, of Satan, a number of visions of uh, what God was going to do. And this would happen time and time again. And uh, we, we could talk about what these meant, etc., etc. If you want to ask me questions, you can do that again. But one of the visions 
was about, uh, was about 100,000. It's the vision of 100,000. And he's walking along with his best friend, Sidney. And as they're walking along, he turns to his friend and he says, do you know, I, I saw a vision. And the vision was this. I saw a hand. And a hand was coming down and writing a check. And on the check, it said 100,000. And I believe God is saying that 100,000 people are going to be saved in Wales. <laughs> and uh, I think we should pray for this, says Evan Roberts. And Sidney Evans sort of goes, hmm, right, you know. Hmm, yeah, okay, yeah, yeah. Well, do you think he can do it? We said, mm, yeah, of course. Yeah. So they dedicate themselves to praying. Dedicate themselves to praying for these 100,000 people. Now, let, let me say this. If someone came to you and said that, if someone came to me and said that, I would say, oh, right, oh, good, lovely, great course, <laughs> nice. He's, he's an unheard of person. He's not even a minister. He's only preached once or twice. Nobody knows of Evan Roberts outside, outside his own family and his own church. But he prays. And I tell you this, whoever laughed at him would have to stop laughing in a few months because 100,000 people did come in. They came in. Whatever you say about Evan Roberts, and he was a flawed person, like every single one of us, okay? I tell you this, the vision was fulfilled. There's so much more to say. May God encourage us to call on a God who can answer and who can change life. He did it. He did it. People say, did it last? Yes, it did in individual lives throughout Wales. I interviewed many of the revival survivors, if you like, in the 1980s. I always remember one of them. I asked her the question. Her name was Jessie. I said, Jessie, people say that the revival died out in, you know, 1906, and it just fizzled away. Well, she said. And she said it like this. The fire that started in my heart in the revival, has continued to this very day. This very day, it's never gone out, she said. Never gone out. And she was involved in prayer right till her dying day. Never went out. Lives transformed. Let's pray. Heavenly Father, encourage us to do what you're calling us to do whatever that might be. We can't be Evan Roberts's, Annie Davis's, Seth Joshua's, but we can be who we are. And Lord, imperfect as we are, use us to your glory. Help us obey the next thing you ask us to do, whatever that may be. Give us a daring faith to say, Yes, Lord. Yes, Lord. Yes, Lord. Your will be done. Your kingdom come on earth as it is in heaven. Evan Roberts felt compelled of God to, after that experience in October of 1904, to leave school and he took a bus, he took a train home. And he showed up at his local town, in his local church. His parents didn't know why he was home. 
he went to church on that Monday night. They were having a meeting, and he told the pastor that he wanted to speak to the people. <laughs> so the pastor went through their serv- his service, and at the end he said, uh, Evan Roberts would like to say something. Anybody that would like to stay can stay behind. Yeah. You know, they were hitting the back doors. 17 people, young people, stayed that night. In fact, he told them, if you are not here, for God to do a work in your heart, then I'm going to ask you to leave. And they met for three hours that night. And God's Spirit fell on that place. Evan Roberts, as the man described, said, maybe preached one or two sermons. He was not a preacher. There were four points that he said that night and he used in the months that followed. In fact, Steve, can we put the four points up? Evan Roberts said, confess any known sin, put away any doubtful habit, obey the Spirit promptly, and confess Christ publicly and for some reason God chose this one young man of no notoriety and probably very little natural ability but God's spirit fell on that place and the next night they met and there were more people that came and the next night they met and there were more people And then the churches began to fill up and the revival began to spread. You would have to understand the scene that Evan Roberts, who I said was not a preacher, would show up and the church would be filled with people. I remember one time, I think it was in this video, and you can watch that sometime, Google it. Uh, The church was so full that Evan Roberts had to walk on the tops of the pews to get to the front and he got to the front and he said in his Welsh dialect let us pray and God's spirit swept through that place and that was I don't know what they did but there was a newspaper writer there that had come and he said it was it was nothing like he had ever seen before And about 4.30 in the morning, uh, they began to break up and leave. And as I said, I think the thing was that God showed up in a powerful way uh, and swept across that country. I I say that to somewhat give context to what God, God has done and what God can do. Even through one life, if you focus all your attention just on Evan Roberts that is sold out to him. I want us to talk in our small groups at this point um, and then pray together. So I want you all to discuss and then someone lead in prayer at the end of that. And if you feel comfortable uh, sharing, then you do. If not, then that's all right. I want you to share briefly in your small group the time in your life that you were closest to God.
when you were on fire, most passionate, when there was a revived spirit of God's presence in your life. I want you to share just briefly. So you're just going to have to turn and find your group. And I want you to discuss when was the time in my life that I was most on fire, I was passionate, I was revived, that I sensed God's presence in such a powerful way. And let's take just a few minutes and you discuss that in your groups and then someone close in prayer in your group and then we'll, we'll continue on. Okay, ready, set, go.